Are you a business owner or entrepreneur who's had great success in the business world? And now you want to launch a speaking career to share your message with the world. If that's you, then listen up. 25-year speaking industry veteran Brett Ridgway has released his latest special report, Three Key Things Entrepreneurs Must Master to Build a Profitable Speaking Business. To pick up your copy, go to brettridgeway.com forward slash freebie. Welcome to the Spotlight on Speaking Show with Brett Ridgway, where you'll learn the keys to building a profitable speaking business from speaking industry pros. Each week, we interview a great guest who will share his or her speaking journey, identify what their keys to success have been, and highlight some critical mistakes they've made along the way that you'll want to avoid. Be sure to visit our website at spotlightonspeaking.com. And while you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, sit back, tune in, and get ready to meet this week's guest. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Spotlight on Speaking show, where each week I will be talking with a person who has used speaking as a key component of building their business, or they consider themselves a professional speaker. And I'm excited to reconnect with one of my guests today, which is Roberto Candelaria. Roberto and I go back about 15 to 20 years, probably, have crossed paths at many industry events, particularly in, in the book publishing space. But Roberto Candelaria is... CEO of Propel Brand Management, as well as the Community Leaders Association. As a speaker and trainer, he's had the honor of sharing the stage with phenomenal trainers and speakers such as Mel Abraham, Dr. Barbara DeAngelis, John Asaraf, Brendan Burchard, Jim Quick, Bob Proctor, and Dr. Greg S. Reed. He's also an international bestseller with his two books, Relationships Raise Money and Sponsorship for Influencers, and his books, courses, speaking engagements, and the communities he's been blessed to be a part of have all contributed to his role as an in-demand mentor, strategist, and consultant, and have made him recognized as an industry leader. He's had the unbelievable opportunity to work with amazing companies like American Airlines, BMW, Dell, Disney, Enterprise Rentals, Hilton Hotels, Southwest Airlines, State Farm Insurance, Wells Fargo, Zappos, and the list goes on and on. Everything he's been able to create and share has allowed him to serve and help his clients create millions of leads and millions of dollars in partnerships and collaborations. Welcome, Roberto Candelaria, to the Spotlight on Speaking Show. Hey. You know, it's funny. I I, I hear the bio and I'm just like, one, who is that? And two, <laughs> wow, I've been doing this a long time. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got more than a few years on the show, but you've probably been doing it longer than I have, Roberto. So... Now, speaking of that, how did you even get into speaking in the first place? I mean, I know your niche has kind of been sponsorships and all that stuff, but why did you decide to add speaking to your marketing mix or whatever? Well, you know, I think it's funny to actually go back and say that um, I didn't know it was going to be a part of my marketing mix. I actually didn't want to do speaking. I was one of those people that was um, afraid of public speaking even though like in middle school, I did like uh, UIL, I did like impromptu speaking where they would just give you the prompt and you would go. And for whatever reason, like when it was in school, it was fine. But then, you know, you get out of school and it's like, no, 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 no. And so I met a buddy and they were just like, you know, you could talk for a living. And like, you can get paid to talk. And, you know, the, the you know, we're recording this, you know, 
end of 2022 right now, you know, in early 2000s, this, the speaking industry was in a different place than it is today. Sure. And I was like, wait, people will pay you to talk? This is wonderful. How much will they pay you? And, you know, I got a bunch of different numbers and I was like, oh, let's try this. And it was awful. It was awful. I got paid like $250, got paid like $500. I spent more on airline travel and hotels than I actually got paid um, because I didn't know the speaking industry. I didn't know that you could ask for people to cover travel. I didn't know any of this. And so a few years later, um, I get introduced uh, through Brendan Burchard. Um, I was working uh, with Brendan at some of his events and I meet Rick, Rick Frischman, who tells me, you know, Roberto, you should write a book. Now, I thought I was special. You know, later I realized Rick, Rick told everybody they should write a book. <laughs> and I was one of the crazy ones that went and wrote it. And when I wrote it, um, I just remember him a, a few months later being like, hey, have you ever thought about speaking on sponsorship? Have you ever thought about like teaching other authors how to do it? And I'm like, Rick, like nobody wants to learn this stuff. And he's like, come on, come on, come on, come to LA. And so that was probably March 2012, I think it was. It was at the Western LAX back when they were in the, the, the theater uh, place there. Remember it well. And, you know, it was me. Jim Quick was speaking at his first Author 101. And, like, Mel was there. Vicky was there. Just an amazing group of people. And I just remember Brick being like, so, hey, you're going to speak. But um, what are you going to sell? And I was like, what am I going to, what? He's like, yeah, what are you going to sell? Like, you know, that, that's the way this, the, some of this works is when you're a speak to sell speaker, you speak, you sell something and we get 50%. And I was like, 50 what? And he was like, you're going to sell this course. And I was like, I don't have a course. And I say all that to say is like, I kind of, it was, got thrown into it. I didn't know I was going to sell from the stage. I didn't know we were selling online courses. I just had this desire to teach and to educate. And through a lot of trial and error, I figured out that you can make a lot of money selling on stages. And so I would say I became more of a platform speaker, sales speaker, although I still love to keynote. Um, you can make a lot of money selling from stage. And I'm so grateful that I kind of got thrown into the pit, not knowing what I was doing. But I also now wish I would have known what I was doing. <laughs> All part of the learning curve, my friend. So you mentioned keynote speaking. Uh, have you done a lot of keynote speaking? And do you consider yourself primarily a keynote speaker or a platform seller speaker? Oh, man, I love both. Um, I would say that it depends on the type of content. And so, you know, um, I would say that my biggest keynote opportunity was in 20... I want to say it was in 2017. So it was either 2017, 2018. I got to keynote the New Zealand Sponsorship Summit. And that was so amazing to be paid, to get flown to New Zealand and all of that. And I've keynoted a few other places around the world. And those messages tend to be more of the inspirational, the mindset, the motivation. And when I'm more, I find myself in the personal development or the expert space, I do way more of the platform speaking. And even if it's not like speak to sell immediately, you know, I see them both as lead generation and marketing tools. Um, not so much as a business model, um, because what I realize is you can get paid to speak as a keynote and be paid well. You can make a lot more money being a platform speaker, speaking to sell. But either way, I see speaking as a marketing tool for our business. Mm -hmm. 
So, I mean, sponsorships is kind of a, I don't want to say unusual topic, but not a lot of people talk about that particular thing. So how do you even get into that niche or niche or whatever you want to call it these days in the first place? <laughs> Listen, people, it depends whether they're academics or not, right? Um, I, I got into it by accident. And I say that because I was doing sponsorship. I was doing partnerships and a little bit of brokering in the nonprofit space. And so when it came time and I met Rick and he's just like, hey, you should write your first, you should write this book. I a little talked about it a little bit ago. I wrote this book called Relationships Raise Money, A Guide to Corporate Sponsorship. And it was all about corporate sponsorship. And then it was just like, hey, like, have you thought about speaking on this? And then I started like speaking on it. And so I don't say that like I went looking for the niche. It was one of those things where I was just really at, the right time in the right place mm -hmm. and the right people were there that were able to make some connections for me that made it where I literally went from never speaking, not having a course to within a year, probably being on 20, 30 stages, selling all over the place, you know, starting to work with Tom Antion and then doing webinars. And so it was really this perfect combination of the right place with the right people, with the right skill set. And I, like I acknowledge that because I also understand the privilege that was in that moment of like having a skill set that people wanted and needed. I didn't realize they wanted and needed it, but the people around me realized it. And they also had access to the communities and the stages and the mailing list that wanted that information. And so it was just such a perfect storm that. I would say years later, I actually ran from, I'm like, how do you get away from this sponsorship stuff? I became the thing that they wanted me to be. <laughs> well, you know, that title of that first book is, is so appropriate, Relationships Raising Money, because I like to say that your most important business asset are the relationships that you've established with people. I mean, that, that'll do far more to help you succeed as a, whether it's a speaker, an author, or whatever your business mm -hmm. venture is, if you have taken the time to truly nurture relationships with other key players in the industry. And, it, and it's got to be about what can I do for you primarily? And then it'll come around and, and give back to you. But it's all about relationships without a doubt. So, you know, we're, you're here talking with me today because of relationships, you know. Knowing, Absolutely. Knowing each other industries and all that. So, all right. So you, you've you been a keynoter and you've been, you've been a platform seller, I call it. And you like them both or whatever. So let's look at keynoting first. So what are your two or three biggest keys to success as a keynote speaker? Make it easy for the event planner. <laughs> That's my very first one. Make it easy for the event planner. And I say that because, you know, in sponsorship, one of the things I teach is that, you know, these people get hundreds, if not thousands of proposals every single week, like, of, of you know, people asking them for sponsorship dollars. It's the same with meeting planners and event planners. They get people all the time saying, put me on your stage, put me on your stage, like make it easy for them. And so like an example of that, and we're redoing mine right now, but if you go to robertocandelaria.com forward slash speaking, like you'll see we have there, hey, here's me. Here are topics I can speak on. These are other things that I'm available for. At the very bottom of the page, we've got a button that says like download now and it goes straight to all of my three different speaker bios, three different of the pictures. So the very first thing I would say is like, make it easy for meeting planners mm -hmm. because either if, if it's their meeting, they need to know, but if they have somebody that hired them, 
the simpler they can give the information to the people making the speaker decisions, the better chance you have of getting hired. So make it easy for meeting planners. Um, I would say the other thing is like, see how you can make yourself more accessible than any other speaker. And this is something that I actually learned from uh, Tom Antion years ago. And what Tom shared with me is like, you know, Roberto, now that you're doing like some association stuff, have you asked them, you know, are, are there any spouses, either spousal sessions or sister sessions? And what that means is, if I'm already keynoting, do you have any other breakouts available or anything, you know, any other sessions available that I may be able to do? Because since I'm already there, if you give me another session, of course, at an additional fee, you get to save the travel, the hotel, everything else from other speakers. So ask them, hey, how can I help your travel budget? Like, do you have any other spouse or sister sessions available? And so just let them know that you're available. Um, and even last minute, like um, another a perfect example of this is I would show up at events and let the event promoter know, hey, or the promoter, the meeting planner, I'm here already. If you need anything, if somebody's plane gets delayed, anything, just here's my cell phone. Let me know. I can go on at a moment's notice. And so when the event planner, the meeting planner, the promoter knows that you're there for them and you have their back, man, you're going to get invited back time after time after time. And then the last thing I'll say is, you know, make sure that, you know, I'm sure you're seeing this in all of Brett's podcast here is that you're actually giving value that when you're keynoting, even if it's motivational, whatever, that it's something that people can write down one or two things and, and take that away and have something that they can go do. Because when meeting planners send out their surveys later, you want your name on there so they can say, you know, like, hey, what's one thing I learned is be like, I learned from Roberto to always let the meeting planners know that I'm available. I learned from Brett, A, B, C, D, E. And so give something actionable so that your name also comes up in the surveys because that helps the meeting planner look good too. All right, so let's flip over to the other side of the coin. As a platform seller, would you have different words of wisdom? Um, you know, I think it's kind of the same and a little bit different. So the very first thing is when you're a platform seller, I would the very first thing I would say is you want to know the audience. And so don't be one of the buttholes that shows up 20 minutes before you speak and leave 20 minutes after you speak. You know, spend as much time as you can in the room getting to know the people because when you're on stage and you can call back to other presentations, other trainers, and you can cater like your conversation to whatever your offer is to the people that are in the room because you've been at the networking breaks, you've been at lunches, that's not only, that's gonna increase like your conversion. But what that's really going to do is going to make the promoter more money. And the more money you make the promoter, the more they want you back. And so that would be the first thing I would say is yep. like get to know the audience. You know, one of my biggest pet peeves by far, Roberto, is the hit and run speaker. So you're hit, hitting right home with me there. So <laughs> really, really yeah, that, that, yeah, got, a, got a second one for the platform seller? I do. And, and this one's going to be count, counterintuitive, y'all. And this is something that I started doing a few years ago. Um, this is something that I actually learned from Bill Walsh. And, you know, and again, you're going to hear some of these names that I mentioned. You're going to be like, oh, I really like them or, oh, I hate them. You know what? You don't have to like somebody or not like somebody to find a lesson and in, in, in what they're doing that, that you can learn from. 
And so one of the things that I saw Bill doing and we talked about and completely changed the game for me in platform selling is like, hey, the event host is so busy. The promoter is busy. So reach out to them. So in this case, let's just say it's Brett's event. I go to Brett and be like, hey, Brett, like you got a bunch of amazing speakers here. Would it be okay with you if I, the speaker, if I sponsored like a speaker breakfast and just invited all the speakers out to breakfast? And if we paid for it, if it's at your hotel, like, and you've got F&B, like we'll pay towards the F&B. And, and I know initially as a speaker, you might be thinking, why would I do that? Here's why. Because the speakers know other meeting planners and the speakers have their own events. And some of the best relationships I built in this industry were by spending two, $300 on breakfast, you'd end up getting one or two speaking gigs out of it, finding somebody to promote an affiliate webinar. And so connect with the other people on the stage because they have relationships that you don't have. And then you get to just really learn each other, figure out what people are doing so you can promote each other in the future. And so I know some people are like, why would I promote somebody else? I'm like, look, I want to know everybody. Mm-hmm. And not only do I want to know everybody, I want everybody to know me. And when Bill taught me that, it was just such a game changer. And that's how um, 2018, I spoke on over 100 stages that year by doing this, because every speaker knows another meeting planner. Well, that's such a great tip. That's what they call a writer downer, folks. So writer down. <laughs> I got a a couple other questions I want to ask you, Roberta, but before we do, let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. Are you a business owner or entrepreneur who's had great success in the business world? And now you want to launch a speaking career to share your message with the world. If that's you, then listen up. 25 year speaking industry veteran, Brett Ridgeway has released his latest special report. Three key things entrepreneurs must master to build a profitable speaking business. To pick up your copy, go to breadridgeway.com forward slash freebie. And we are back with the Spotlight on a Speaking Show. And my guest this week is Roberto Candelari. And probably my favorite question, Roberto, to ask my guest is always, all right, bury your soul a little bit, buddy. You know, tell me a couple of mistakes that you made personally along the way that you would highly advise aspiring speakers not to make. And it could be a keynote <laughs> or it could be a platform seller. So, oh, I, you know, I would, I would say that the, the very first like mistake, and this is one that I, I don't even think I realized until recently, is you know not acknowledging how much you actually know. You know, whether it's your first presentation or your thousandth presentation or 10,000th presentation, as humans, we have this lovely little thing called a brain that gives us about 60,000 thoughts a day. And most of them make us think that we're buttholes and jerks. And so I would say the very first thing is like, have that confidence in yourself and that own your skill set and your belief in your content, because it doesn't matter how many other people tell you how good you are. If you don't believe it, you won't perform at your best and you'll find a way to sabotage yourself. And so that's going to be the absolute first one. It's like, believe in yourself and have your own back is what I would say. Um, Because I didn't. And so I'd get on stages and I remember uh, one time I was at an event, Tom Antion was speaking there and I was like, okay, I did it. And I like, people were clapping. I walked off stage because I was like, you don't want to be rude. You want to let the next people come on. And Tom Antion told me, he's like, Roberto, you just did a big no-no. And I said, what? He's like, you walked away, gave your back, and you didn't acknowledge that the audience gave you a standing ovation. And I was like, I didn't even see it. And he goes, I know. Hmm. 
And so that would go to this second point here, which is in alignment with that. Because I was so nervous and actually want to get off, I wasn't fully present with the audience. And I think that sometimes as speakers, we can be thinking about our own stories like, oh, I've got this bill to pay or this is coming up or where's the next event or man, I just flew in this morning. Is the hotel room going to be ready? <laughs> like, Just be fully present with your audience because when you're not, your audience knows and you have the opportunity to miss some real connection moments when, when you're not present. Um, and then the last one, um, I would say, well, I mean, there's, I should, man, I could, we could write a whole book about mistakes. <laughs> um, I would say that like the third biggest mistake was um, when people want partnership or to get involved in your business at a deeper level to do the research. You know, I think that there's so many people that can say like, oh my God, you're awesome or you're great or come do this or come do this. And it can be be flattering sometimes. So we don't take time to do the due diligence. And so I would say like that that last mistake is like vet your partners, vet the people that you want to work with, look at their track records and like get over the, the little ego stroking and the flattery that they give us. Um, because I literally almost lost an entire business because uh, somebody was like, hey, we want to make an offer to maybe buy you. We want to do this. And I was like, oh my God, this person wants to do this. And they know this person. And I love both of these people. And then this, and then like the next thing you know, like our next two live events were the worst ever financially we'd ever done huh. in our company. And, and I share that because like partnerships are amazing. JV's affiliates are amazing. We want to make sure that we're working with people that have a values fit with what we're doing and not just looking at like the, wouldn't it be cool if I could work with them? Yeah. But we, we get back to the values match of our business. And so maybe that's even the fourth one is never forsake your values in this journey. Oh, well, these are, are such great tips, and yeah, we could go on for quite a while, obviously. <laughs> but, uh, why don't you take a couple minutes, Roberto, and tell people what you're up to these days and how they can get involved in your world if they so choose. Yeah, so um, I'm Roberto, and uh, y'all been listening to me and Brett, and uh, I actually, my partner and I have started a, an online membership called Profitable Community Academy, and in Profitable Community Academy, what we do is we work with coaches, consultants, and speakers to be able to help them be able to build an online community that's profitable. Because what we know is you can have all the stages, all the clients, and all the different people that are buyers, but still not have true community. And so if you're looking for a place like as a speaker, as a coach, to have true community where you can network and learn from other coaches and entrepreneurs, um, that's what profitable community is for. Um, but then I'm also a life and business coach. And so in my business coaching, I work with speakers, coaches, and entrepreneurs to be able to help them identify the money gaps in their business and then fill them. Now, is a money gap always sales? No. Sometimes it's your IP. Sometimes it's a different marketing opportunity. Or sometimes it's even like knowing that there's another way. And what I mean by that is when I coach, I always tell people like, I am not responsible for 100% of your transformation. We build the plan together, but if you wanna be on more stages and you wanna know actually how to become a profitable speaker with them, like you probably need to be with somebody like Brett who's helped literally hundreds of speakers do this where I can help you with the business model, I can help you with tactics, but 
there are specialists in every field. And so that's one of the things I love to do in our one-on-one coaching as well. And they go to robertocandelaria.com or anywhere yeah. else that you like to play. Absolutely. Uh, robertocandelaria.com. Uh, if you go to your favorite podcast listening app, you can find the Relationships Make Money podcast. We're starting to get a few more episodes out there. Um, and then, of course, Instagram, just my name, Roberto Candelaria. And for those of you that might not be copy-pasting right now, it's R-O-B-E-R-T-O-C-A-N-D-E-L-A-R-I. A, and I learned to spell that because sometimes I misspell my own name. <laughs> well, I have to spell my name all the time. So I know. We're- <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much, Roberto. This has been another episode of the Spotlight on Speaking show. And as always, I wish you the grace and success in all that you do as you look to build your own profitable speaking business. If you haven't been to spotlightonspeaking.com, hop on over there and register so you can be notified of upcoming episodes. As well as, I'd encourage you to pick up a copy of my special report, Three Key Things Entrepreneurs Must Master to Build a Profitable Speaking Business, and you can get that at brettridgeway.com. But again, thank you so much for joining us today. Roberto, my sincere thanks to you, sir, for being with me this afternoon. And as always, everybody, take care and make it a great one. Bye-bye. This has been the Spotlight on Speaking Show with Brett Ridgeway. Be sure to join us every week as we interview speaking industry pros and have them share their best tips for building a profitable speaking business. Until next week, thank you for tuning in. And remember to visit our website at spotlightonspeaking.com so you can enjoy even more great episodes like this one. While you're here, be sure to subscribe via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Spotlight on Speaking show. Until then, Our sincere best wishes to you for the greatest of success as you work to build your own profitable speaking business.